Here's the boss, Charles Sutton, George said, introducing me formally. Charlie, this is Travis Cray. Travis looked about twenty-two years old. Not much younger than me. Whereas I was a stockier build with dull brown hair and boring brown eyes, he was taller than me by a few inches, and muscular and lean. He held out his hand and smiled. Mr. Sutton, it's a pleasure to meet you. His accent was strange to hear at first, but his smile was wide and warm. I wiped my hand on my shirt and held it out for him to shake. Travis, I said with a nod. Please, call me Charlie. He seemed nervous or uncertain, so I figured I'd take the emphasis off of him. I threw my dusty old hat onto the table and sat down across from my guest. Jeez, Ma, I said looking at the food on the table. How many are you feeding? I made them for you. They're your favourite, she said. Are they pumpkin scones? I asked. Course, she said proudly. You boys can finish them for dessert. I reached out to grab one and Ma's hand came out to stop me. Not with those dirty hands, mister. And you can get your hat off my table. George chuckled at me and I looked at Travis and grinned. I can't win. Ma stood up. Go and show Travis which room is his. Then you can clean yourself up for dinner, she said to me. She glanced at the clock on the kitchen wall. Forty minutes, boys. I pushed my chair out from the table, and taking his cue, Travis did the same. I got to the door, and seeing Ma had a back turned, I quickly grabbed a buttered scone off the table. Charles Sutton! Ma cried, catching me red-handed. I smiled as I shoved the scone into my mouth, but I was quick to duck around the door. Out of the flight path of any kitchen utensils, Ma might launch at me. Normally, she just threatened me with a ladle or a tea towel. But over the years, especially when I was a teenager, if I came in and started picking while she was cooking, I'd have to duck the odd cooking implement. I laughed down the hallway, and Travis was just a step behind me. He smiled right back at me, and I had to chew and swallow my mouthful of food before I could speak. I'll show you to your room, I told him. I put my hat on the middle hook, as always, picked up his suitcase and left a duffel bag for him. You'll stay in the main house while you're here. There's three workers' cottages, but they're taken. You'll meet the other guys at dinner. I led him through a door off the foyer to a door halfway down the hall. Your room, I said, walking in and putting his suitcase on the queen-size bed. There was a dresser and a wardrobe, and the window was open, but the curtain was still. Your room faces east. You'll get the early morning sun, not the heat of the afternoon. It's a beautiful house, Travis said. His accent was softened along with his tone. Thank you, I said with a smile. It is a beautiful house. The homestead itself was built in the 1920s. Had wooden floors and nine-foot ceilings. It's old and takes a lot of upkeep these days, but she's been well looked after. They don't make big old houses like these anymore, he said. Even back home, old traditional ranch houses are few and far between. Where exactly is back home? I asked. Texas, yeah? Travis put his duffel bag on the bed. Yes, sir. Johnson City is just west of Austin. My family has a ranch there. Cattle, yes? Yes, sir. Brahmin. 
Please don't call me sir. Sorry, it's a habit my mama drilled into me. It's okay, I said reassuringly. I just look for my father when I hear that word. Travis nodded but looked down to his luggage on the bed. He was a few inches taller than my five foot ten, in a fairly decent build. Wore a checkered shirt with sleeves rolled to his elbows, American jeans and fancy cowboy boots. But what I noticed most was when he looked downward like that. I could see the outline of the back of his neck. It was tanned, muscular with short clipped hair. It looked as though it'd be real soft to touch. I'm sorry, he said, snapping me out of my wayward thoughts. I guess I was expecting the boss to be a lot older.